Happy New Year, everybody. Well, Daddy, it is a new year. Do you have a new safe word? Uh, do I have a new safe word? Oh, I need a new safe word, especially with today's guest. Uh, watermelon. Welcome back to Happy New Queer. Happy New Year. Happy consensual non-consent. 2023. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I did not consent for the years to move so quickly. Daddy, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, pup? I'm good. I'm also named Amp. Okay. And, and you are. Oh, you are pup Amp. Yeah. I am Mr. Christopher. We don't. We don't do it. It's a new year. I want. Yeah, we to need be a better. Really good about. Year. We just okay. need to be consistent. Okay. And this is what's your safe word? The Sex Education Podcast has got a few kinks, and sometimes we do an opening like this. If this is your first time finding us. Hi. 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 Um, we're sexy. We're, we're kinky. We're sexy. <laughs> I think we're sexy. Come hot, on. Smolder and hot. Yeah. Let's yeah. get that. Oh. In the new year, we're going to be very into ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we're also off the rails. Today, we are talking about consent. I don't know what better way to start the new year than defining consent for people that might not know it. Did you ever get consent in school? Like, did you ever get taught what that was in school? Uh, I was not taught what consent was. No. There you go. Case in Where point. You? I wasn't point, taught point anything in school. <laughs> well, well, that's <laughs> about sex. Um, I feel like that might be a lie. Now, this year, y'all, as we get into the new year, maybe it's time for a new um, plan downstairs. <laughs> you might have gotten a few lumps of coal, and if you didn't get your Manscaped razor, maybe you should now. Or the perfect performance package for your package. Again, from Manscaped.com. It's my favorite and actually goes in line with an actual, actual favorite that's not just a sponsor as well. Um, my kink 3d chastity cage they make such good chastity oh they do they really do especially for kinksters looking to try maybe something new this year um maybe try chastity get some get a lawnmower 4.0 maybe a weed whacker for your nose hair for your brand new mm -hmm. which which, which by the way because you know how i was complaining about uh, my nose ring i discovered uh, yeah, a lot. that it was because mm -hmm. it was crusting up because i had some nose hair hey, gross. Okay. That was, oh, so okay. i took my weed whacker I, there's a point to this story <laughs> before you cut me off so i took my weed whacker and got in there and it didn't hurt even where it was sensitive around the new uh -huh. hole and <laughs> new hole the new nose hole and it got rid of all of that and i think that's actually why my nose feels better i Absolutely. I, I weed whacked it i totally whacked it <laughs> anyway you too can get 20 percent off if you didn't get what you needed in the holiday season with using offer code what daddy what's 20 at manscaped.com again 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com using offer code what's 20 <laughs> thank you daddy. but for real but uh, today's episode, which we'll get into in just a minute, we are actually talking to NCSF itself, specifically the, the, the people that work there, Susan and Sir Damien, who are coming on the show today to give us a little background knowledge on how consent might be changing in the, the legal sense and all over the, the, the country. So Susan, uh, founder, executive director at National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, which stands for NCSF. Thank you. And Sir Damien, a member on the board there, as well as a member of Onyx Northwest, is going to come on the show today and talk about how they're revising the model penal code of sexual assault. And I've lost half of you probably on what that is. The, what it boils down to is they are literally trying to change how Congress, how legal stuff works when it comes to consent and how you explicitly, I say explicit because consent it can sometimes get a little murky if you're not explicit about it, mm -hmm. how that will work not only for kinky people, but for everyone and how kinksters are leading the way with that fight. But 
first. How, Danny, how was your week? It was good. Uh, just got back from Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't have to pretend like we've already come. So we for the holidays, we're going. We're, we we just planned for the we just planned for the holidays, which is kind of funny. We plan for family, which we're looking forward uh, to. But we're especially looking forward to what, Daddy? Mexico for my birthday. Mexico. So it's Daddy's birthday. We're taking a week, uh, well, a week and a half with like family stuff. But we're taking a week off. Uh-huh. We've busted our butts because my birthday, and this could be my dad tea, is. Oh, oh wait. Oh, 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 oh. So maybe in the new year we should just call it Dad Pity because <laughs> my birthday is the worst time oh, of the year. And yeah. I always feel sorry for myself on my birthday because it's January 3rd. It's three days after New Year's. Everyone has given up on drinking and eating and doing anything fun. The weather is usually gross. Everyone's already taken their holidays. So nobody ever spends it with me or like one year my mother gave me half a Christmas cake for my birthday. <laughs> I get you not. <laughs> she put candles in a half Well, cake. was that the year that you came out because she was giving you a fruitcake? And I feel like that's appropriate. No. no, okay. okay it wasn't so everybody, that point. you have consent to go and wish daddy a happy birthday right now. It's yes. a consent to yes, do that because he might do. be feeling down. I, oh. I, but I'm not going to this year because we're going to Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 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 so this year yeah. I was like, we're going to do something fun. We're going to get out of San Francisco where it's raining and cold. And we're going to go lay on a beach and eat Mai Tais or drink them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they're chunky, you could eat them. Ew, ew, uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of Mai Tais, this, this might be just the, the weekly update on, on my end. Uh, we started watching American Horror Story New York mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. night. Which I found to be a little bit sexy, but I think we're saving that for another show. Yeah, I think we might do an actual show we review because we've only watched the first two or three episodes right and all y'all speaking of consent oh my god full circle oh there are so many consent violations in this show so we're only many. like three episodes but, in. you know so that's where i think you said at the top of the show how consent laws are changing it is changing because we didn't used to talk about this yeah but this is back in 81 it was when I the know, show takes place saying. so that's, we didn't used to talk about it's this very interesting back there. to have this conversation with ncsf right while watching american horror story yes and you know, full circle, Spock's in it. We talk about Spock's with, with the NCSF peeps. So yeah, because Star Trek. Yeah, your favorite show. And and uh, the Tovi uh, guy is in it. Uh, uh, Excuse me. <laughs> what's his name? Michael Tovi. Uh, oh, I have no. I'm bad. He was at so cute. Actresses. I had such a crush on him and looking. Oh, he's so sexy. Well, the whole cast. It's got a great cast. So I, I I'm I, the jury's not out yet. The jury is still talking well, about. We haven't consent. seen the whole thing, so we can't judge we, it. We're yet. not saying it's good, but it is very interesting. And my favorite part, but it, no, no, my favorite part yeah. of watching it is is just you being like, oh, a typewriter. Oh, 501 jeans. Oh, the phone on the oh, wall. I uh, remember RC those. Cola. There's like, a phone with a cord. phone with a cord. It was so nostalgic. I loved it. <laughs> it's like everything I grew up with. It was amazing. But and they, they, I do have to say, they got like the 501 jeans. You remember? I missed those. Those were high-waisted pants. That High-waisted that pants look really good on guys. I don't know why we don't do that sound anymore. sound uncomfortable. No, it, it hides your gut. It's amazing. <laughs> Sounds like it would be like right up on like your chastity though, or like or... no. I mean, it just okay. it, it's just a taller pant. It just goes up higher up your abdomen. 
See, no, people are really into shorts now, though. YouTube shorts. Uh, you got, you got oh, like Jesus. short form content. Okay, so my point is, you know, everyone and and we haven't seen the whole thing. Everyone's complaining about the lack of consent and how it's making kingsters look bad. We haven't gotten there yet. However, my point already prejudgment is you're talking about. A serial killer. Save show. it. Save Nothing it. Save it. Save it. We're gonna do an episode on it. We've committed to watching it. Honestly, I'm I'm impressed because Daddy, when I when I mentioned it, was like, I don't want to watch. I don't like horror and I don't like gore and all of those American horror stories. Sexy. It started with a head cut off. What? In the but gutter. Very sexy head. It's not sexy head. It was decomposing. What's funny is he was given head probably, so that's why he got uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. That was anyway, the anyway. joke they made in the show. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so we're going to continue. We'll do another episode where it's like American horror story maybe. Oh, Ooh. God. Oh. And you know somebody's going to do that. Well, not if we beat him to it. Don't you take our idea? Anyway, so we we have some more work to do there. Mm -hmm. But um, I hope that everyone had a really good holiday. I'm just. We'll start out with that. And I hope that you're ready for today's conversation because I really like we when we have a guest on, we try not to do too long of a conversation, but I always feel like we go way over. Um, and so I well, want it's usually because the guest has so much information yeah, we don't have. Yeah, no, that's not a bad thing. I'm right. just saying, like, I find I, as far as conversations go, consent is something I love to talk about because everyone looks at it differently. Everyone treats it differently. And because of the way in which some of us are taught it explicitly, some of us aren't taught it at all. There are so many differing expectations of what consent is. Is implied consent? Is it explicit consent? Is it explicit prior permission? Like, and, and there's a yeah. bunch. And see, oh. my my generation kind of rolls their eyes at the word consent because they're like, well, if you came over to my place, you consented. <laughs> you must know who I which am. Which is not what we're saying. <laughs> no, I know. But I, I'm saying yeah. it has become more defined um, in what it is. Uh, and there's reasons for that. No, I agree. And I think that the, the knee-jerk reaction when people start talking about consent comes from the fact that we have a generation now that can get triggered, quote-unquote, and Which he, they do use that sometimes. Too much. Okay, so you need to be less judgmental when you do. <laughs> I, your eyes are rolling into like into the next generation. Oh, yeah. Am I triggering you? No, but I'm saying that we can still be respectful of the fact that people do get triggered. But I think that the, the way that we talk about consent now with online cancel culture, the Me Too movement, it's been it's been blown up even more. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we don't believe people when consent violations happen, but I'm saying that sometimes I see people talking about consent violations. But I don't know that they know what consent actually means. Mm -hmm. And so it's especially interesting to have a conversation with people who literally help write the books. Like, we, we'll get into it, but Susan, Damien, and NCSF has worked with people like Race to destigmatize kink in the DSM. They have put together caucuses. They've been working on this specific thing. You said caucus. <laughs> okay. That's the one thing you heard. Since 2006. That That is... That is almost 20 years that they've been working on trying to redefine consent to make it more appropriate and less harmful to kinksters specifically, but in such a way that I think it'll, I think it'll trickle down, you know, like a good piss play scene trickles down to the bottom floor of the gigantic <laughs> sex dungeon, you know? <laughs> I remember one time we went to I, gigantic I, I'm hesitant extension. to use the trickle down analogies after trickle down economics. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about trickle down yeah. piss play. No, I got that's that. That's a part. different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. That's, Don't get pissed that's by reference. Splashy. That's splashy. <laughs> you're in trouble. Oh God. But you're you're in luck because I really cannot wait to have this conversation. Damien, 
Susan, both wonderful, wonderful people and very knowledgeable on all things consent. So I hope you all are ready for a really fun conversation. Daddy, do you have any any last minute pointers on consent? How, how, how do you how do you negotiate consent? Uh, I usually I ask them a series of questions before they come over asking what their limits are. Um, like via text? Yes. Oh, I wonder if that means they're consenting. Right. Well, like, I, I would oh. assume if it's in writing, it would be. Well, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> I think I think everyone will be pleasantly surprised, maybe, how things are hopefully going. Um, but again, please do check out the links in the description down below if you're looking to support or get on the train for how consent counts and their committee is put together and changing the world. They do actively need your help to lobby in your area, talk to your politicians. This is not something that is set in stone. This is something that we are trying to enact. And I think, I believe, just reading through the NCSF pages and documents they put together, that this is good and could have lasting effects that not only affect kinksters, but affect everyone in the way that they have sex and the way they negotiate sex, but also are treated fairly and respectfully by not only each other, but like laws. Yeah, I mean, legally. <laughs> that's, that's how laws work. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I, you I know. I just like that I can say no, not no, no, legally. No, no, no. I know, but it's just like I concur, Your Honor. I rest my case. Exhibit I A. Good lawyer. Objection. I now plead the 2069th of. Okay, let's let's get these guys on here. Please welcome to the stage Susan Wright and Sir Damien from NCSF as we talk about everything consent and answer some of your questions. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, insert Skype call sound. Can you give me a Skype call sound? I don't know what a Skype sound. Boop 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 boop. boop. That sounds like a boop, mad, boop, mad robot. <laughs> Maybe Skype some bad. Anyway, <laughs> if y'all are good, I'm gonna hit record on my. Recording in progress. Thank you, random internet robot voice. Do we have consent to record you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, prior permission, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I don't know that. I don't know. Just a sec, just a sec. Um, but Susan, Sir Damien, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for not only taking the time. But for the work that you guys do, and happy 25th anniversary to NCSF. How are you guys doing today? Fabulous. Yay. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary. <laughs> but awesome. I'm doing great. <laughs> awesome. Really excited to, excited to be here. Well, I appreciate it. And again, congratulate. 25 years is a long time to be doing anything. If we're still doing this in 25 years, or well, if, if we've done this for 25 years, I, I can't imagine. We'll run out of topics. <laughs> <laughs> I constantly think we're running out of topics, but <laughs> so far you keep coming up with them. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Susan's been here since the start, but I've been on the board for two years. So I have not been doing this for 25 years. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love if uh, in your own words, because we've already given a brief explanation. We've talked about you guys before in consent related issues, um, and we've even touched a little bit on the consent counts committee that you guys are putting together but can you just give me give us a brief explanation of what ncsf is for someone who might be very fresh to what you guys do yeah uh the national coalition for sexual freedom is the advocacy group for the kink and consensual non-monogamy communities so that means we fight for our rights nobody else is fighting for our rights so ncsf has been doing that for 25 years in a variety of ways we advocate with institutions so they stop discriminating against uh, we help change laws. 
And we really are a grassroots organization. We're supported by community groups. We have over 180 groups, events, and businesses that are part of our coalition. Very impressive. And you have people all over the place um, because, I mean, I know, Damien, you're out of the Northwest. You're part of Onyx down there. And Susan, you are out of... I'm out of Phoenix right now. I was a New Yorker yeah. for a long time, but um, I'm loving the weather here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually be out there for the holidays ourselves. Yeah, we're so. going there for Christmas. It's a great place to be at Christmas. But <laughs> <laughs> weather here has not been great. I actually wish I was a lot warmer, but... I'm not a fan of snow, actually. <laughs> oh, well, and Damien, how did you get involved with NCSF then? What's What's funny is I had not um, been familiar with them until I was doing a lot of history around different organizations that had a lot of impact to the leather BDSM community. And I found out that they um, worked on updating the DSM, I think it was DSM-5, um, with taking BDSM out of that, um, that book, right? So... I liked the idea of being able to support the mission. And I also thought it was really important that more younger folks knew about the NCSF and knew the resources that it provided, right? Because I know I've been in the community for, you know, only only 10 years and I had only recently learned about the organization. So I'm trying to spread the message to folks, I guess, that are TNG, like the under under 35. No, that's totally fair. Well, and a lot of stuff that we look into and we work on, Half the time, we don't even know what exists until we are being affected. And I think that's a lot of people on the internet, whether you're talking about consent or sexual rights, like you don't you don't know that something's being taken away or your rights are being infringed upon until it happens, unfortunately. And so, first of all, just again, thank you guys for doing the work you do. Um, but with your consent, I would love to kind of get into like, what is the big project you guys are working on right now? Why are you here? Uh, I, I feel like consent might be part of the conversation. Who wants to start? Go for it, Damien. Well, for us, um, when we look at the the definition of consent, at least nationally, you know, in the United States, I think less than half of our states actually have a legal definition of consent, right? So if you were, you know, engaged in any kind of activity in some of those states and you were talking to, let's say, a lawyer and you were saying, you know, your consent was violated, there there's not even terminology for anyone to act on that term consent, right? Because there wasn't a legal definition for it. Um, so for many, many years, NCSF has been working to basically create a baseline for a legal version of consent. And we're calling it uh, explicit prior permission, right? And, and we consider um, basically saying everything upfront, being very clear about what activities you're going to be engaging in, you know, including the safe word you're going to be using in those activities, and also kind of covering, you know, what things are off limits. Absolutely. And so that's EPP. No, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, like I've, I've read into it, but um, I know a lot of our audience might not understand like the acronym yet, but I'd love to see it more popular because, and a lot of people, we just actually just talked to our lawyer friend who is not a legal kinky lawyer, but is a lawyer for many things and looks into kink stuff because they're a big old fisting bottom. Um, but we were kind of talking about that and, you know, defining like how, how we differentiate, you know, abuse and how we talk about the model penal code and what sexual assault looks like. And it's such a, like, it's such a gray area, 50 shades of gray. Um, and so many people speaking of will go to like contracts and, and like, 
Well, consent can't be used in, in legal stuff. So, you know, every week we ask what's your safe word and we come up with a new one every yeah. week. So oh, no. that would get us into trouble because we wouldn't remember the patent. The, oh. Actually, it's kind of like a password, right? <laughs> so I kind of need last, last pass for my consent words, my safe word. <laughs> oh, you don't have your consent words in your last pass? How no, do you keep those straight? I need those. <laughs> it's something you can remember. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to have to say that every week. As and someone who what's your safe word and make it something you'll remember. Tries desperately to log into his things on his phone oh devices. I, I don't. It's horrible. Yeah, no. Thank God we have one safe word, which is what, Daddy? Uh, lawsuit. No, no. <laughs> Stops every single. Okay, well, speaking of lawsuits, great segue. Can you explain what getting EPP mean, or like how do how are you guys redefining that? Because I, I saw a few different ways in which you are labeling and listing out how explicit prior permission get, is is given or received. Yeah. So, you know, as you said, it's interesting because it builds on safe, sane and consensual SSC and then mm-hmm. risk aware, consensual kink, RAC. And now we have explicit prior permission, EPP. And it's pretty easy. We, um, we've kind of boiled it down to five things that you need to get explicit prior permission. And the first thing is, as Damien said, you have to talk about what it is that you're going to do and also how intense it's going to be. So it's things like, uh, you know, are you going to leave marks or no marks? Mm. You know, it's kind of the typical thing we talk about, right? And the second thing is you have to be of sound mind. So that means you need to negotiate when you're not intoxicated or having a mental health issue. So you need to be of clear mind when you agree what your, your limits are. Mm. And the third thing is you cannot seriously injure someone. And what but we mean by a serious injury is like a permanent disfigurement um, for example, like a brand, if you're going to be branding your slave. You need to make sure that you've been with that slave for a long time and you yeah. understand each other. This is not the intro to your dynamic. <laughs> this is the end of a long road of, of, you know, your journey together. Right. Yeah, that one I would get in writing actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of this can either. That's on brand. <laughs> not Mr. Benson. That is not. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So true. So yes, on brand, this is on your brand. Okay. <laughs> Cause it's got it's, the, the other two things are really, you know, quite amazing. Like you have to agree if you're going to protest, cause we always love, you know, no, no, don't do that. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The role play. Right. So you role play, you have to agree what kind of role play you're going to be doing and you have to have a way to stop at any time. So that's the safe word enshrined. Yeah. yeah in the model penal code on sexual assault, which we knew you'd be very happy about. Oh. Well, yeah, no, we know plenty of people that were involved in yourselves, included the, the destigmatization in the DSM five, which was pretty much making it so that kinks and paraphilias were not disorders unless it like was physically causing harm or getting in the way of your life. And, and I feel like, and I appreciate that we have more of these conversations, but I can't imagine the complexity of trying to define what consent and consensual kink looks like to like legal people who are just like, well, did you sign off on it? Is where right. the, there's contract? Where's they, the like I like, just said, they want everything in writing. Literally. So everything, if you, just verbal consent would be questionable to them. Well, they actually have it explicitly in this, that verbal consent is okay. It can okay. be either verbal or in writing, which is fabulous. Cause you know, some people like to text, mm. you know, before mm-hmm. the night, okay, we're on for tonight. It's going to be 
Sure, in this day and age, you young kids love to just text it all. Like, come on. Like, that's you're you're probably going to be in in a proper headspace if you're texting for long term. You know, when you see someone in person, you might be at a bar or in a, a, a state of some sort of altered instance. Inebriation. Yeah, or just... A horny headspace, which is very easy to get into if you're not having. But that's going to be your texting headspace. You're no, no, no. But okay, horny. okay. Let's not fight. Whatever, guys. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, sexting is such an important way to not only get that explicit consent in writing, especially, sure. But is a great way to to have that conversation, to have that negotiation, which is not only imperative for kink, but I think something that anyone just having sex could learn from the kink community, personally. Absolutely. That's I think that's like a really great point because consent is issue even any type of sexual relationship, right? It's not just kinky people that that talk about consent. It's people of all ages, all genders, all types of sexualities need to be aware uh, of consent and how to self-advocate, right? So I, I think within the kink community, we have the benefit of negotiating things all the time, right? Whenever we start a new relationship. Um, but really, I think the consent message is valuable, even for your non-kink partners, right? Even if you're going to be engaging in just uh, sex with a new person, right? You still want to be doing EPP. I don't know that I have non-kink partners. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know they exist. They Some people have them somewhere. They, they do happen. <laughs> Well, so what what kind of started or I mean, this is probably a long, a long battle. Like what started your guys interest in changing how consent was dealt with and, and covered in this regard? Yeah, you know, at the 2006 Creating Change, um, there was a leather caucus. And that's where all the leather folks got together and talked about what's the most important thing that we face. Mm. And there's a lot of great things that have come out of Creating Change. And this was one of them. It started a community wide project with a decriminalization. Of, of kink is the most important issue, which it is. It's what causes the stigma. It's what causes the discrimination. This false idea that, you know, way back that we were either sick or violent mm. has just plagued us right sure. from the beginning. So we started working on this and we looked at all the case law. And unfortunately, the case law says that consent is not a defense. And kink is always tried as assault rather than, you know, if it should be, it's interpersonal violence right so um so we started working with the american law institute and yeah you're right it was really hard explaining to them we actually had a um uh our legal counsel who would make the joke that when he entered the room and he was 75 at the time that he lowered the median age in the room (laughs) because because this is an august body of judges and attorneys Um, but, you know, the, the definition actually really came out of the community. We held, we created a consent statement and got a lot of input back on that. Um, we held consent discussions around the country and internationally, because as you said, we're not just a national group. We really are trying to reach across the borders to help kinky people everywhere. Yeah, you were trying to and, reach a consensus. Yeah, exactly. So it took many years, don't many, laugh many at years. Pun. Please don't laugh at his pun. I- a consensus. Con- I, consent. Sorry. I, I, and I see you. <laughs> I tried to hold it in. No, I'm yeah. sure it took a long time though, because like I'm every couple every every year I feel like we have this conversation with our own kinky like people and race race bannon, good friend of the show, I believe was a part of all those conversations because I've heard these stories about that caucus and about just all the people coming together to try to make change. How 
and this this just comes off of trying to explain kink to just a lot, let alone my family, like, but a bunch of old legal people. How do you even begin to explain consent? But how do you do it in a way that's like some people consent by saying they, you know, CNC consensual non consent. Like, how do you make a lawyer? How do you make legal people understand that? Right. We talked about true affirmative consent, which I think is actually easier in some ways to talk about than implied consent. Because when you're talking about implied consent, you're talking about body language, which people interpret differently. And I think that's actually kind of confused the legal field for a long time. But we we really believe, like Damien said, that you know we think that everybody should get explicit consent before you have sex. And like you said, texting is a great way to do it. Mm. I don't know where this idea came that to be to have truly creative or spontaneous sex, you don't talk about it. Mm. Seems to me like you get on the same page, right? And you like say, hey, oh, this is what I'd love to do to you. And you come back and go, whoa, that sounds great. Can you throw in a little of this? I mean, like by the time you get together, you are ready to go. And so it, he, our, our legal counsel would say it would be really funny. They'd be sitting around discussing this and he, he'd be, they'd be talking about like, what if a tongue touches the neck versus the arm? So they were having these really detailed discussions to come up with this term explicit prior permission. Hmm. Oh, I'm what, okay. What's the difference between a tongue and an that's arm? That's, silence. What, that's what I'm really curious. I'm really curious about that legal argument. <laughs> well, no, seriously yeah. though, like how, how, what kind of scenarios did they run through that one considering like included? Yeah. You know, they were trying to figure out like if you're standing on a bus and you like fall forward or if you just like lick somebody's neck. You, know, you fall forward and lick their neck. <laughs> yeah, or well, if you fall forward and you accidentally grab them, or if you lean sure. forward deliberately and lick their neck, it's like, are, is that sex? Mm. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that's a so. consent violation, right? Yeah, it may not be sex, but it's certainly a consent violation. So they're trying to like put these things into different, you know, categories of is this assault, is this sexual assault, and we're really moving this under the umbrella of sexual assault because so often we're doing intimate activities with somebody. Sure. So what if like you're fisting someone, it's not even sexual because no one's like getting off and no one's even having <laughs> like you're, you start talking about Star Trek, but then you start fisting too much. Like, is that is that consent, you know, violation or well, I'm just I think I, talking about Star Trek is consent <laughs> violation for me. That's too far. That was, <laughs> too far. I was going to say the Star Trek. That's that's like, that's, that's the consent violation. You know, the, the, the fist got in there. Don't come the after me, Trekkies. Right. Please don't come after me. Do you pull out the stocks when you pull out your box? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I'm a Star Trek writer, so oh, I've written a number of Star Trek novels. So <laughs> believe me, you're you're gonna uh, you're coming for me in the Star Trek circles. Star Trek is what started I'm fan over. fiction and like all of the popularization of like so sexual great. stories. Great. My favorite. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yes, Daddy, do you have a question? <laughs> Are you just trying to move on? I'm just to trying to move on. Oh, that's um, no, I do have a question. Do you, so you said you go through legal channels. Do you have a lobbying firm for Washington or anything, or do you go through like uh, FSC, Free Speech Coalition? Do you work with them? Well, we do have um, training that we give to people who want to lobby, and we okay. actually work with other groups often on lobbying. And what we're going to be doing is we're starting by forming coalitions mm -hmm. with, within the state because we want each state to adopt this. It's already being introduced in criminal court. So that's one reason we want to let yeah. people be aware of this. Because yeah, the judges need to know. 
So they've already yeah, set precedent exactly. with a case. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I precedent is set in, by an appellate court. I actually just submitted an affidavit in an appellate case. So once that goes through, we'll have some case law because case law is different from, you know, the law that your legislators vote on. Sure. Um, but what we we want the legislators to vote on this. So we've picked out several states and we're forming coalitions with like the state coalitions against sexual assault okay. and the state's coalitions against domestic violence. So we're starting in different places like Illinois is a wonderful target. Their law really goes well with this and Maryland. And we looked at New York and Washington State. Right. So um, we're looking at these places where they were suggesting how they can adapt this to their law. And um, we're hopefully going to start lobbying next year and we're going to be putting the word out and anybody can lobby. It's a really amazing thing to do. Um, we will train you, give you the talking points and, you know, go around, have a volunteer going around with everybody to help. And it's such an empowering experience to talk to your legislator and to speak out for something that's important for you. Well, and especially empowering when they actually listen as someone who's who's been affected by, you know, sex negative legislation. Let's, we could talk about SESTA-FOSTA. We've done it to Agnosium. But like now, years later, like some of the Democrats are finally like, oh, that wasn't a good thing that we passed. Uh Oh, like it, it takes a long time to do anything legal, but especially anything sexual or sex related as well, because people get so turned off. Like, I can't imagine how hard that must be to even get people to start to listen to that kind of topic, especially when you get assault involved or the R word, you know, people getting, you know, I don't want to say it because we don't get censored, but like, I know that, and this is a question from some of our, our followers, actually, like medical power of attorneys, a thing, like, I'm just really curious not to like nitpick, but is there a kinky power of attorney? Like, do you, if you're doing a scene with a partner and another person, like, can you, Bark, bark, bark. <laughs> You're all good. I'm so sorry. My door not, my door just ran. You're that, good. Do you need to answer it? Is it your kinky power of attorney? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're on point if it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause so, for a second. Oh, she's back. Uh-oh. Christmas gifts? No, but my dog's going crazy. It's all good. We, can <laughs> so see we love puppies. <laughs> so yeah, you know, with kinky power of attorney, it, it it used to be that if you had a contract, it was it could be used against you. You know, and oh. that's really a, yeah that you were you were agreeing to do something that was illegal, basically. So oh. uh, now, yeah. So once you get to the point where you want to um, kind of. You know, if you want a contract, it's not going to be used against you. It can actually be used to support the fact that you've both agreed to these certain things that you're going to be doing together. So it can actually be used. I mean, in the past, like even after talking to legal friends are like, oh, those don't hold up. That, that's not a thing. But so now you're saying that it could be a thing if someone found that helpful and also sexy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a complete change. Oh, it, it's like when he, when he, we think about the way in which consent is given, it's written, like written, verbal, nonverbal, you know, not really nonverbal. You have to be explicit in your communication. So writing down your contract, you're like, hey, this is what we're going to do. These are my limits. This, this is my safe word. You know, this is where, you know, this is the kind of thing that you want to do. Having that written out in the contract is your written 
prior, you know, your explicit prior permission that you're going to be doing, you know, certain kind of activities. And I also wanted to like also touch on, we said verbal communication, you know, it's really as long as you're communicating with, with language, right? And we obviously acknowledge that there's a lot of nonverbal uh, sign language that exists, right? And there's a lot of kinky signs. So if you don't know kinky sign language, you can definitely learn some of it. Um, and then your sign language, if you're playing with someone who's hard of hearing or deaf, sign language is definitely a way that you can get that explicit um, prior permission for any of those activities you're going to be uh, doing with that person. So definitely uh -huh. like sign language falls completely into the category of language and, and negotiation. Okay. I mean, I know thank you just from go-go dancing and it's a loud bar. So I always said thank you, but I don't, is there like a word for, is there a safe word sign that I'm not aware of? Uh, I'm the wrong one to ask. Oh, no. actually, <laughs> I, know, I know a guy, uh, I know a guy who teaches a few kinky classes on specific like ASL signs. So sure. there is like, like red, stop, daddy, come, lube. Yes. Like all of those words have really good signs. <laughs> daddy come lube together is really good. <laughs> is that one sign? Hopefully he's not coming lube. He might need to get himself checked if that's Because I, I snap my fingers. Is that a sign? <laughs> no, I think that's a trigger for some oh. people. <laughs> sorry. You're going to get the dogs all riled up. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so verbal contracts, obviously written contracts, texting, things could be used for explicit prior permission. Um, I'm also curious, though, and this is a question again from our audience, is like, how does HIV disclosure work into this? And does it? Or have you guys worked with any of that? Because it's still like criminalized in, what, 35 states, I think, still in 2022? Yeah, actually, um, if you know that you have an STI of any kind and you knowingly pass it on to somebody, there, there are uh, many states that criminalize that. Um, and we've also, um, you can actually be sued uh, civilly as well like for whatever damages occur so that's, you do i mean that's interesting because now i don't know the last time anyone asked me my agent with with prep and everyone being on prep it's no longer asked or disclosed i just assume everyone's either positive or i'm i'm protected so that is interesting to know well and it's also yeah. interesting because like the CDC's only recently come out to say it in like full support, you know? So I'm curious to know, yeah, what, what have you guys seen any, any of that kind of affecting what you're doing? No, you know, it hasn't really coincided. More what we're seeing is there's been a spate of anti-strangulation laws over the past few years oh. um, that have really criminalized choking, Breath even play. in a lot of That's interesting, okay. Yeah, um, and a lot of people don't realize this. Part of the reason they've done this is because it you see choking so often in, in association with domestic violence. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was how this was kind of pushed through a lot of states. And um, they, there's been recent research where people don't realize the psychological effects that it has. It can really cause issues for somebody, even if there's no uh, apparent physical damage. But everybody needs to be aware that your state might have a law against, mm, you know, okay. choking your partner. Yeah, erotically. And so that's something that we want even to just, with consent. Yeah, even with consent. Mm. Um, so I think because the risks that are involved, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of risks involved with choking. And so it can cause serious physical injury very easily. 
So even just the risk of causing that is considered serious physical injury. There's very few things that we do that cause injury. I mean, when we do our, our, uh, our surveys, we get tiny, tiny, like, you know, 6%, 4% were actually injured in a consent violation. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah, it's not as risky as a lot of people think it is, but there are certain, certain types of edge play that do carry enough risk to kind of cross the line. Yeah. And well, and that's why it's important to have like rack and SSC. Um, and I know that like, it's always the, you said 6% of violations or so of consent. Like you saw like 6% in most surveys. Yeah. It's very low, but it's those very low instances that usually are the ones that are the loudest when you, when you talk about, you know, violations or, or things that go wrong. And I know that we see it a lot. Um, and I think this was, we asked our, our audience for a few questions, if we could rapid fire there before you guys head out. But the biggest one was, well, how does consent work if I consent to something and then I take it back? You know, I, I say, actually, I've changed my mind and now you have violated something that we agreed upon. To use a hypothetical. After the scene is over or before? Well, well, let's say after the scene, you say, actually, you violated my consent. Like, how do you deal with that? As one instance. Well, yeah, when you, I think during the scene is is one thing, right? Like if you're in the middle of things and things go too far and you want them to stop and you say, you know, I I'm ready to stop. This you, I've used you my say safe your safe word. word. Yeah. You say, yeah, you say your safe word. The only acceptable response is for the other person to stop. Right. Right. And if they stop, yeah. then you know, your consent hasn't been violated because you started with giving your consent for the activity when you felt like your consent was when you were done, you said, you know, I need to stop this. And then if that person doesn't stop, right, if they choose to ignore your safe word, then yeah, your consent is being violated, right? Because you used the safe word, it's the it's the thing that you agreed to do. And then, you know, that person didn't hold up their end of the bargain mm -hmm. in the middle of the um, the activity. I think after is is a probably a different situation, don't you think, Susan? Absolutely. Yeah, I, we actually say in the definition is you're, you can withdraw consent anytime during the activity. If you withdraw it after the activity, then that's just changing your saying, mind. <laughs> yeah, moving forward, this is off the table, which right. is perfectly acceptable, but that doesn't mean your consent was violated. As, as yeah. long as you could express, uh, stop, this is no longer good for me, you know, and the person stops, then everything's a-okay. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, other questions that we had, uh, what about mental disabilities or mentally divergent people? Is that considered within how consent is defined or even how people might navigate that realm? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, people who are neurodivergent, who have a, a mental illness, you know, can consent to sex, can consent to kink. Um, and, and, you know, we just encourage people to manage it in terms of well, perhaps if you're negotiating, you need to be in a particularly quiet place so that you can really concentrate on each mm. other, right? Or you need to have a discussion, um, say if you're bipolar, you need you have that discussion with partners beforehand so that they know what's okay if you're in a manic phase or a depressive phase, you know what I mean? So have that discussion. It's part of like disclosure, right? Here's my issues. Let me see your issues and let's figure out how we can meet and work together on this. Great. That makes sense. Um, and then one, uh, one question I have personally, um, before we get into the, the, what people can do to help you guys is how is this going to affect more than just kinky people? I think it's going to affect 
more than kinky people a lot. I mean, just look at what happened with Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, we everybody's got their opinion about Fifty Shades of Grey, right? But it totally opened up the discourse about consent, right? Everybody was talking about consent and started to look at these nuances of coercion and, you know, power imbalances and privilege. I think that we really did help spark that resurgence of the Me Too movement because it became acceptable to talk about consent, to talk about sexual topics in a more responsible way rather than just jokes or, you know, something that was, um, you know, laughed at and, and dismissed. I think it'll be really helpful. I can't wait until, um, the model penal code on sexual assault is published. I think you're going to be seeing a lot more about this. I love the word penal. I don't know why. <laughs> Daddy, do you have any other questions about, about the topic or anything that's burning? Nothing burning. Thank God. I, I have a cream for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I just think it's really uh, great that you're doing this. I, I want to know how you get the word out. How do you uh, how do you get funding for this? Oh my gosh, we are completely funded by individual and group donations. People who are kinky or consensually non-monogamous are the ones that donate to us. We don't get foundation money and we're all volunteers. Mm. So anybody can join in to help with our work. Um, for example, we have podcasts that are part of our coalition uh, partners. So we listen to our community's voices. Anybody can be involved. That's what great. do you think, Damon? Um, so we have, uh, in, we have like individual contributors, so people can actually sign up to be like an individual supporter of NCSF and give recurring donations. Like a lot of different clubs and organizations can, like Susan said, join and be a coalition partner. So that is like a, a monetary donation you provide us, and you you also get. Uh, an opinion and a say at our annual meeting, right? So then the coalition partners also vote on the board members. So we um, definitely have a lot of opportunity for community folks to get involved. There's also uh, different advocates. So NCSF tables at different events. So in case you ever see anyone around, you can go up and usually ask that person about what we offer about consent um, and figure out how to get involved that way. So is that through a website or a Patreon of some sort? ncsf.org okay ncsf.org which we'll put the description ncs freedom oh right. oh, get that right <laughs> yeah. ncsfreedom.org and you know what we have a ton of um social media we you ask how we get the word out yeah like we're on tiktok now Ooh. You know, who's doing your tiktoks Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dancing guys... and consent <laughs> okay now i gotta go check that out consent dances i can't wait to see it <laughs> Nonverbal consent dances. <laughs> oh no, you can do the sign language. You can do the sign language. <laughs> what? No, it's, it's so important because a lot of people don't know about it. So we want to get right, out yeah. into the public, right? Absolutely. You got to get them them kids. They got to know what consent is because classes, sex ed, health classes, they don't teach that. I mean, I think they teach it more more so now. But in, in at least in back back in my day, we had a banana yeah. and a condom. <laughs> and there you go, sex. Did the banana consent to I, that? I'm not gonna lie, that's kind I didn't of like breath control for a banana. If you think about I, it, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what consent was until I got like showed up to the king community. So yeah, they're not teaching about consent, I guess, in my day either. In uh, in sex ed. <laughs> oh, well, Susan, Damien, 
I I feel like we have talked about consent very, very thoroughly. But um, is there anything we missed? Where can people find you besides ncsffreedom.org? Um, and what can people do to help you? Oh, there's so much people can do. We have infographics about consent. We have consent signs you can put up at your events. We have sample consent policies and procedures. Definitely go and check out our website because there's kind of something for everybody on there. And we give a lot of stuff away for free. So you can order brochures for free for your events. Um, but definitely go check it out, ncsfreedom.org. So you can email me at damien at ncsfreedom.org. Great. And I'm at Susan at ncsfreedom.org. And so I had a question. Do you guys, do you vend at events and stuff? And if so, what's your next big ones coming up? We exhibit and give workshops at uh, 40 to 50 events a year. Oh, wow. Uh, this last year, yeah, in 2022, it's uh, 50. We're wow. wow. Yeah. So we, we do 10 uh, events and that kills us. So who coordinates yours? <laughs> well, we have a whole committee that coordinates oh, that's it. Great. Can we <laughs> get a committee? A village, right? <laughs> if you would like to start a committee, daddy, that is your village. To, of all the voices yeah. in my head. Well, um, <laughs> that may be more chaos uh, than you want. Never mind. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Where do yeah, you so been? You'll see us. You'll see us at CLAW. We'll be at CLAW, oh, great. Ohio this year. Yeah. Okay. And um, we have somebody who may be able to go to Mid-Atlantic Leather, which we would love. Mm -hmm. We were at Folsom Street Fair this past year. We love to exhibit there to reach out to a lot of folks. Um, so, yeah, it's also we, we present at big professional conferences like the American Psychological Association. Oh, wow. And we are the only booth that talks about Consent. Uh, consensual adult <laughs> sexuality yeah consent <laughs> and sexuality and so we end up having like you know people three deep lined up to talk to us which tells you how much this information is needed yeah and like we said before it's not just in the kink community i mean um i i, I feel like vanilla community has had this toppling with this topic forever as well but if you have three people deep i mean you're having a lot of fun at least right i mean that full, three people deep at Folsom is quite a day uh, <laughs> well okay as we're coming to the tail end again people know where to find you how to support how to donate but is there is there any i've asked daddy his burning questions or or, or things is there anything burning that we haven't touched on this you guys have so many wonderful resources. Again, we'll link down below. Great videos on YouTube. But what have we not touched on? Consensually. Uh, <laughs> definitely with um, consensually touching, obviously. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I, I did want to talk about is, you know, within BDSM, within DS relationships, for S-types, for submissives, for, you know, the, the S side of the slash, that this also applies right? Like you can actually re revoke your consent during a scene. And I, I know that um, I've heard of things where, you know, maybe dominants are saying, well, if you revoke your consent, I'm out of this relationship. That's a major red flag, right? That is okay, not. Okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like that, that is not in the vein of safe, sane, consensual, risk aware, consensual, kink, explicit prior permission, right? So we definitely want to, um, I personally want to express for S types, right? And submissives, and even for dominance, you can revoke your consent, right? In a scene without that negatively impacting your relationship, right? Those things are not intertwined. And it's amazing how many subs don't know that or feel that they can't voice because they're just supposed to obey. And that always surprises me. I, I, I want to piggyback on that. I, I don't think it's that they don't know. 
because at the core of everything we talk about everyone yells and screams and red flag consent but i think that in the moment that is one of the hardest things for someone to do is to say no they think they're going to fail they think they're going to let someone down yeah. yeah disappoint especially for those true s types those true subs like that is such a an innocuous like headspace to be in because you're like well what do i do i'm not supposed to say no i'm gonna, it's such a uh, vulnerable headspace to be the, in already the erotic so. says i should be all into this and oh dangerous and scary hot but, but my hole is burning. <laughs> okay, well that's that's because you're using icy hot. Stop it. No, um, I think it's important to to voice and continue to yell not only about consent but explicit, like sexy, hot, mandatory consent. Like I yeah. find that so hot when someone is so turned on and yes, 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 and like turn your kink into whose lines in any way. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, and. Yeah, 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 I got it. Okay. Nobody's laughing. Um, <laughs> but be okay saying no, I think, is the, the takeaway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's hard when you're in that submissive headspace to say no, which is why a safe word is the most amazing thing in the world, because you're not saying no, it's easier to say. Boy, did we name our show right. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Susan. Damien, thank you both for coming on today. Again, thank you for doing what you do. Thank yeah. you for putting up with us and having a wonderful conversation on consent because I know that I, honestly, like when you talk about consent, so many people go, uh, yeah, uh, and so you kind of have a thankless job because you're out there doing the dirty work. Basically, you're you're, you're three people volunteering your time to do this, and it benefits everybody. So, thank you. And, and protects and helps everybody too. So yeah, thank you again. Yeah. And thank you for helping to spread the word. This is super important, um, what you're doing. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. I think even if one more person knows that they can say no, we, we've done our job. So thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. No. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we go, though, just as a, a rite of passage, Susan, Damien, respectfully, could you guys give us a safe word to take us out? Oh, is, my safe, safe word, word? Is, is fire, because if you shout fire at a crowded theater, everybody... That's why I say lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, mine is not as exciting. I was just going to say something like watermelon. That's something you would watermelon. never say. <laughs> okay. Something you would never say, something you would never hear. And if you hear it, you're like... Okay, this is... What, that's a really hard one through a gag, though. I was, that's oh. exactly what I was thinking. If you got to test a safe word, just open your mouth and don't close it. That's a it. lot Try of syllables. <laughs> you may want to trim that one down. See, but fire, do fire. If they have a ba, gag, then ba. they have something to throw. So if they, if they have a gag, there's uh, no, no words. Okay. <laughs> okay. This, is, this is derailing so quickly. Sorry. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and we will see everybody next time if you want to find us i'm pup amp everywhere daddy i'm mr christopher.com this has been what's your safe word but you can find us everywhere at what's the safe word go check out ncsf check out susan and damien all the good work that them and their group is doing and we will talk to you all later bye, bye. <laughs> okay now what, what okay give me another safe word another safe yeah, word? i want i want you to say safe words but with your mouth open like with like, my mouth pretend open. you have a gag, gag in. In. yeah oh uh susan damien give us words uh <laughs> give me a word Godzilla. <laughs> 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 what else oh is that damien
Super califragilistic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You actually couldn't recognize that. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe you do that need a lawyer. I, mean, I, 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 I am a sadist, so I definitely enjoyed the struggle with that one. <laughs> but you can hear it. If you've got a gag in, that's your safe word. <laughs> That or you're just a really talkative sub, and either way, the gag's in there for a reason. <laughs>